Metricast. And the good news, which is that's what the gospel means. Gospel means good news. The good news is that it's available to us. In fact, it's already within us. Jesus told us this when he said, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, this beautiful domain exists inside of you already. That's Christ consciousness. If we think about what God is, God is the truest state of God is the unmanifested. It is the place beyond those two, those two energies, right? It is, it is where those two energies come out from. So if we are walking the line between, between those two states, again, that is another pathway back into that deepest frequency because it's, a, it's, it's allowing the unmanifested to be seen through the dance. Welcome, beautiful beings, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast with your host, Harrison Ma. This podcast sets the loving intention of creating the mystical space needed to pull back the layers restricting health, alignment, and love. Now let's walk you home to your cosmic spiritual heart space. Before we continue this beautiful chat today, wonderful souls, I need to jump in here to share something really exciting. If you've been following these episodes or you've been following me on social media, you know that I am in the process of releasing my first book, Your Cosmic Love Antenna, Define, Embody, and Emit Your Unique Frequency of Love. And at the time of this episode release, pre-orders are now open. If you have been pulled to this show, if you're looking to understand the what, the how, and the why of love, if you're looking to apply some of the tools connected to your chakras in a child, releasing religious trauma, ancestral healing, emotional release, and so much more, then this beautiful expression from my heart to yours is for you. If you are looking to channel more of your unique gifts and the divine frequency that you are, these pages will open all of this up. And if you're interested, all you need to do is go to cosmicloveantenna.com. That's cosmicloveantenna.com. And you can pre-order this book right now. If you pre-order, click on that link, put in your email. You're going to get access to some special gifts that I'm only offering to those who get in before I release it fully. These gifts are going to be some more channeled meditations, activations, and some other surprises from my heart to yours. So head over to cosmicloveantenna.com, pre-order this beautiful expression. And I can't wait to hear how it shifts your life. If you're listening to this after pre-order sales, that same link can be also used to go to the direct purchase link. Sending love, and I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode today. Good evening, morning, afternoon, beautiful, magical beings. Welcome back to the show. Welcome back to the discussion and lovely, another lovely deep dive into a, and I say this every week, that each topic has a resonance, each topic has a significance, but today's chat, I can already feel uh, it's going to go a little bit deeper than previous chats. So I would, just as we start and I do this intro for both re recurring, returning guests uh, guests and tribe members and new people, new listeners here to the show, I'd really set the intention to both ground and open your hearts to what's about to 
move through us. I had the lovely pleasure today to have a chat with the beautiful Crystal Ann Compton. Crystal is a spiritual teacher. She's an intuitive channel and a loving speaker. Today, we're going to talk about what it means to be the multidimensional me. We're going to have a chat about Christ consciousness, our heart chakra portal, all these practices that we can use to op open up to our multidimensional selves, the role of the chakras, why all of this matters, and so much more. Crystal, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I have been looking forward to this for weeks, truly. <laughs> yeah. We were just having a chat before we started recording about how when we did our pre-chat of the show, like I do with guests, we opened up, we opened up some portals already. And mm -hmm. if you feel comfortable, my friend, I'd love to start with this. Can you explain what happened after we had our chat? <laughs> sure. Um, I was kind of feeling it before I sat down to talk with you. And of yeah. course I hadn't met you yet and didn't know how the conversation would go and got on the call with you. And just the vibe, the frequency of the connection mm -hmm. was really wonderful and really ripe. And we got into some spaces and conversations that I normally don't talk about because I really don't meet a lot of people who want to talk about it or really have capacity to get into it. And then after the phone call, my body kind of, I was in the process of it anyway, but my body kind of, um, not struggled, but like sometimes because the body is of yeah. a denser signature, because we're in this material world in these human bodies, the, the body sometimes has to adjust and acclimate to the frequency that it is embodying or that it's taking in and moving. And so my body did that for a little while. I felt a little bit ill, but I mean, I was also working through the energy of 2022 and moving that out as well. I find that my body in January or February sometimes does that just yeah. to make way, make some space for the new year coming in. Thank you for describing that. And I, I wanted you to expand on it because I think for a lot of us, we don't understand what you just said. <laughs> we don't, mm -hmm. we, we, we've, we've grown up in a collective that treats, let's, let's just put the spiritual side, Capote aside for a second. We grew up in a society that treats the being that we are as a machine, right? As isolated components that need to be broken down and, fixed in many ways and so when we have a sort of holistic worldview where we see that everything is connected the physical in this case to the spiritual it's i think it can be new to people so it's i just i think a place to begin this chat as we go into the multi-dimensional nature of our reality and our being everything is linked and sometimes the physical needs to catch up to the deep spiritual spaces we spend time in <laughs> Yes. And it's so loving to allow it to, to yeah. just give your body the space and the nutrients and the water yes. and the rest, everything that it needs in order to serve you at the highest level. Often we regard our body as some kind of a pack animal that's just carrying us around the planet. But know that the body is our partner in the experience and truly within the body are magical portals to other grids of consciousness and reality. We are magical beings in this body. The body itself is magical. And so we partner with it. We give it what it needs and it will always, always, always give us what we need as well yeah. as a soul. Ooh. All right. So hold, hold that thread, Crystal. Okay. Let's, 
let's backtrack a little bit. I want to take us on a little bit of a journey here. So before we speak more about that multidimensional nature that you were just referring to, I want to paint a little bit of a picture of a little bit of the journey that you've taken, because I think it highlights a similar path I know I've taken, and I think a lot of people listening have taken also. And as is a theme on the show, I tend to attract souls that are not just spiritually wise and gifted in many ways, like yourself, but I've also had run-ins with religious uh, trauma, tension, pain, and lessons. So I know it's a long story, my friends. So I'd love to maybe pull out a bit of your experience with your religious background and what it helped you see and come to in this moment. Yes. Um, I have to start with just the fact that I was born to two very psychic and intuitive mm. and spiritually connected people. And I don't know that they were always conscious of that in themselves. I was also born in such a spiritually evocative place. I was born and raised in Hawaii, my father as well. And I was always just an intuitive child. I saw colors and symbols around people. Mm. I talked to tree spirits. I knew things. So that was there. But it was, it was always go. there. And it was supernatural. It, well, it wasn't supernatural. It was very, very natural. Yeah. And the benefit that I had as a child was that I could talk to my folks about it. And they never told me it was my imagination or that it was the devil. They were able, they had the language to actually speak to me about it and help me to navigate the world of spirit, which was such a benefit, such a benefit. But at the same time, it was a very traumatic household. My father was a substance abuser, was very violent. And so at some point in my teen years, I tripped and fell into the Pentecostal church, into the Assemblies of God. Somebody invited me to go to church. And, you know, when I got there, I felt the presence of something and also the structure of, or this idea that there was a father in heaven that loved me and wanted to protect me and take care of me. That was so resonant to me at the time because my own father was a bit of a train wreck. So I... I easily got indoctrinated into Christianity and spent the next decade and a couple of years there. And Crystal, just to jump mm -hmm. in here before you keep going, I just want to pull, pull out what you said. You felt the presence of something. Yes. And I think this is, I know this is the same in my story. Uh, I think that is probably the common thread that a lot of us have when we are pulled to, and I say this all the time here on the show, that I believe all religious belief systems have that mystical mm. presence foundation that we're, that we recognize, that we, uh, that we see as familiar because it's, why is it familiar? Because it's us, right? It's us, it's inside of us. So I guess probably at that time you didn't acknowledge that, right? Yeah, I wouldn't have known that, yeah. but I definitely felt that just as we all can feel, you know, when we are present. Um, and the Assemblies of God were very, it's a very psychic branch of Christianity. You've got people prophesying and healing, laying on hands, speaking in tongues, very evidential. And this lined up with my experiences as, as a child, because that was very evidential. Now, not all of my abilities fit in religion. 
Um, I had to tamp a lot of it down, but I felt like I belonged to part of something. And I think that's important for people to feel like they belong. And I think some of the, what I felt in that church was just the collective, the collective intention of everybody Mm -hmm. there. They had a shared vision about what a God was and they were joyfully pursuing this. I mean, that's a vibe, you know what I mean? You definitely feel that. And I needed that community. Unfortunately, though, over the years, um, I switched churches. I became more of a literalist, like every word in the Bible is true kind Mm -hmm. of a person, Mm -hmm. which really puts you into a box and limits your experiences with God, I would say, until something finally happened and um, the veils were lifted and I left the church. And I left pretty angry because we get angry when we realize, oh, that was all just a lot of that was a lie. A lot of that Mm. was just people. A lot of that was just rules. Like, and, Mm. but that led me to ask the question, well, who is God? And this Jesus character, (laughs) this Jesus character that I've been praying to and in love with, who's that though? Really? Yeah. And thus set me off on my adventure to discover that for myself. Beautiful segue. So let's, let's jump into that. Because that's really one of the pieces I want to speak to you here about this idea of Christ consciousness. Mm. But let's let's maybe set the foundation of for people that maybe didn't have a religious upbringing, that weren't didn't understand or didn't learn about Jesus from the, the religious perspective in the in the Pentecostal view. Jesus was the man from Nazareth. Jesus was the gateway to God. Jesus was, am I, is this the same sort of story mm-hmm. that was in, existed? What, what, how was Christ consciousness within the Pentecostal view? Um, well, Christ within the Pentecostal view was God. Yeah. He was, he was God and um, also the only way to God. Yeah. I and the Father are one. No man comes unto the Father except through me. Yeah. And there is a lot of territorial kind of energy around that and gatekeeping really to the experience of God in the church. But see, when you actually get into the teachings, the red words in the Bible, what Jesus actually said, that it's really not what he was going for. He was talking about a way. He called himself the way, like follow this. It's a way to get there. Um, So Christ consciousness in the church is an idea of a man who lived historically 2000 years ago and who had a had some ideas and some rules, right? But Christ consciousness as it exists actually is a grid of consciousness. This is how I see it as a clairvoyant um, and as an intuitive person. It is a plane of consciousness that we can feel that we are actually already a part of, Mm -hmm. but truly we need to wake up into. This is Mm -hmm. what ascension is. Ascension isn't literally leaving your body to go live in heaven all of a sudden. Ascension is making that ascension up to this grid or plane of consciousness. And the cool thing is, it isn't just about Jesus. Jesus embodied it. But so did Buddha, so did Sai Baba, so did Paramahansa Yogananda. We have many avatars who embodied this grid of consciousness and spoke from place. And the good news, which is that's what the gospel means. Gospel means good news. The good news is that it's available to us. In fact, it's already within us. Jesus told us this when he said, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, this beautiful domain exists inside of you already. Mm. That's Christ consciousness. Such a beautiful description, my friend. I 
So I, I totally resonate and relate to your, your overview of it. And I'll give a, I'll give another lens just for people. If that, if that view of it, if it, if it doesn't fit in your framework, let's throw another one out there. And so my perception of it, which is slightly different, but still the same sort of understanding is Christ consciousness is a subtle energy field that we have much like we have a, a mental subtle energy field. We have an emotional energy field. We have a physical, these are things that maybe most of us can actually start to relate to already that same opening up as, as crystal beautifully just outlined another subtle energy field is that Christ consciousness. And I think the, the sad thing here, Crystal, that I, I would love to get your thoughts on. <clears throat> I think of the man that is the man that was Jesus, right? And depending on who you speak to, his name changes in, in different tongues. And but let's just say the soul that was Jesus that activated his Christ consciousness, as you said, and and talked about the heaven consciousness that's inside of us and Christ consciousness being the way. Do you ever do you ever feel guilt or shame or sorrow around the soul that was Jesus right and the and the amount of just I don't know what I would call them thought forms and projections and trauma that is projected onto him right as if he is again in the words of most uh Christian belief system he is the savior right he is the, the thing that if i surrender myself to he's going to take me to this place of salvation do you ever you know feel sorrow for the soul that was jesus yes because <laughs> um, the weight i guess the weight of it correct and his humanity is often lost when we venerate and talk about Jesus, especially yeah. through religion. His deity yeah. is often uplifted, but his pure humanity, yeah. which is really the way to get to the consciousness, is often like, we don't talk about that. There's this beautiful part of his life. It's it's really on the eve of his crucifixion, and he's in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he brings two disciples with him because he doesn't want to be alone because he knows what's coming tomorrow. And he's like, can you please just stay up with me? You don't have to do anything else if you could just stay up with me. And of course, they fall asleep. And then we have Jesus reaching out to God in this, in this prayer in which he says, if you could just take this cup from me, it's so heavy. You know, I, I know what's coming. If you could just, please, if I don't have to do this, I would be so grateful. But then he ends this prayer with, but thy will be done. Right. He was ever in service to the highest vision of his own life. But it's the humanity kind of that cries out for, please, if you could get, just get me off the hook. And that to me, that was so, that is just as much Christ consciousness, his human side as this deity or this deification. I once had an experience with Jesus many, many years after I left the church. I was in meditation and in my mind's eye, I saw him come to sit right before me in yogic pose and meditate with me. And it was an invitation that he was giving me to understand him in a different way than I had grown up understanding him. And he asked me, do you want to really know me? And I said, yes. And he took me through these series of visions, but it, ultimately what he was showing me was, 
I was just a man. I was a man who was able to reach a specific frequency in my human life and mm. occupy that in a sustained way so mm. that healing happened and freedom happened and knowledge happened. But I was just a man and you are just a woman. We are the same in this way. It was like a bridge to understanding, oh, I put so much on you yeah. as a God. I put so much on you and I made you responsible for all the things that I didn't want to deal with in my own life. That was such a poignant moment for me to meet him as the human that he was. You read my heart, Crystal. I was, I was, my next question was going to be for you to share <clears throat> that, to share that beautiful experience that you had with him because it, you know, going back to your story of stepping into the church for the first time and feeling that presence, I think that's mm -hmm. a big part of what you initially felt, right? Going full circle yes. back to that beautiful experience with him. I There's a part of me that when I see other souls, you know, still lost in the unconscious, their unconscious loops of being within their belief systems, Part of me wants to share that experience with them. Part of me wants to share that conversation that you had because it it's so illuminating. But then, it, because this is a multi-dimensional conversation, there's another aspect of me that says, no, this, it's not needed, right? We're all on our own path, right? And I think your beautiful unraveling is another example of that, that we're only ever given what we're ready for. And I think mm -hmm. Jesus came to you in that way because your heart was open to receive it in that way. Does that resonate? Yes, it does. And I would say we only receive what we're ready for. I think it is always being given. I do. Yeah. I, it's it's yeah. about our ability, well, to open the eyes and understand. And that, that takes life experience. And I don't take anything away from people who are in religion. I think religion serves a purpose for sure. It's a kind of scaffolding that allows you to make sense, to kind of give a structure to... Mm. Uh, universal cosmology, like make it make sense to my human mind. But I feel like there comes a point, there always comes a point where you are inspired to kind of break out of that box, that cage and experience God for yourself in a, your own unique way. And that can be a very scary place to be when you're given that invitation, you know, to, to release the scaffolding and see who you are without it. Mm. But that's that's the good stuff right there. Yeah, let's, that's when it gets really interesting. Let's, let's so let's talk about that. So again, another beautiful segue. So with all of this chat now around Christ consciousness, just to maybe connect this this Christ consciousness frequency, as Crystal beautifully outlined, it is an aspect of our multidimensional nature. But I would assert that there is so much more than that. But right? if, if if you're listening and you think, wow, isn't Christ consciousness enough? And it's like, yeah, I guess for maybe some parts of your journey. Yes, it is. But if your heart is open, there is more here. So let's start, Crystal. I think the challenge of this is going to be able to keep this in a framework. So I'm going to do my best. Let's start by maybe describing when I reflect to you, being the multidimensional me, what does that what does that mean to you? 
it means you are connected to all things at all times. And to give that some imagery, what that means in terms of dimensionality is that you exist right now within all of them. And there are many theories of dimensionality. Some say we have 144 dimensions. Some say we have 11. I mean, nobody knows. We haven't mapped out dimensionality. But I would say to you, irrespective of how many dimensions there are, you exist in all of them. Mm. When you pop out of your body at night, when you're sleeping, you enter into a light body that's first in the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is a portal dimension that leads to all other dimensions. There's also a portal portal there that leads outside of our universal structure. Um, we use this portal in order to then pop into other dimensional spaces and grids of consciousness. You do this naturally every single night when you go to sleep. When you're having an astral projection or an out-of-body experience, your light body is inhabiting a vehicle that already existed there. You had the vehicle in the fourth dimension when you popped out from 3D to 4D. You also have a vehicle in 5D, which is where we would say Christ consciousness, unity consciousness originates. You have one in 6D, which is the dimension of sacred geometry. This is the dimension of templatry. Anything we have in the physical reality must first be created, created in the energetics in the sixth dimension. You're already there. And we can go on ad infinitum yeah. through the dimensions. But the point is, you don't have to, you don't have to do something special to get over yes. there. You have the apparatus existing inside of you. You're already connected to all of it. It's about shifting your point of awareness from this 3D human reality into the you that you already are. And I would say this is an infinite amount of yous in this universe and all the dimensions within this one and in others as well. Because I think you also exist outside of universes, outside of architecture, outside of dimensionality, you exist. You exist in the uncreation, you exist within the void, and there's that space to explore yeah. as well. And you can only do that through you. Yeah. And here's the cool idea about this, Harrison, is all the vantage points from these other dimensional or universal spaces or unspaces, all of the knowledge and energy you can experience is accessible because it's already you, yeah. you see. Yeah. It's already you. So, well done, my friend, on, on breaking all of that down in such a beautiful, almost poem there. I want to pull out two things. Firstly, I'm happy that you brought in the space where we go as we transition into the dream world at night. And we'll talk about this at the end with giving some more practical tips, but just to highlight this one now in this moment, I find that that is one of the best ways to connect into this multidimensional nature is right before bed, instead of getting lost in, and I do this, I try to do this nightly, instead of getting lost in all the thoughts and the things that are playing as, as we, as we normally do before bed, that what I'm going to do tomorrow, what I did today, dropping into the body and we'll come back to that, but dropping into the body and just being curious, just the curiosity of your multidimensional nature is the, is the segue and the boat of consciousness into that reality that you were speaking about. And then the other element here is, and we, again, I want to just, I'm going to highlight this as we continue this chat is, as Crystal is saying, this is all here in the now, right? So there's no, 
it's so easy for us because even you said it before, my friend, getting to a higher consciousness. And I would say it's not higher, it's 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 deeper. Let's it's let's inner. let's mm-hmm. deeper. It's in, right? It's mm-hmm. it's and let's talk about that next, but in specifically through where? Through the heart, right? Through the heart portal. So let's let's talk about that, my friend. What is the significance of the heart in relation to our multidimensional nature? It's a wormhole. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason you see statues in antiquity in the prayer mudra touching the heart because the idea is that your consciousness flows where your touch goes. And so you touch your heart and you begin to activate this literal portal that if you go inward with your attention, you can, it's like a doorway that you can step through to different kinds of experiences. And there's also, I would say in my experience, there's also many types of beings that are calibrated to the frequency of this specific portal. And that's not our only portal in our body, by the way, there are others. But this to me is the most significant one because this is the portal through which you um, can interplay and have experiences with masters, this Christ consciousness that we're speaking about, um, angelic energies. Yes, angels, most definitely, light beings, but also those are such linear ideas, you know, and I think a lot of this is anthropomorphizing on our part, like what an angel is. An angel is a frequency and it is a refining frequency. What I mean by that is when we immerse ourselves in these frequencies that we get to through the heart, we can get to these through the heart. We ultimately change our lived experience here because of the nature and the calibration of their frequency. But the key is the heart, and the language of the heart is love. In our human experience, the closest we'll ever get to understanding the frequency energy feeling of God is to experience unconditional love. Mm -hmm. This opens up all the portals. It makes all of the connections. This happens right here in a place Mm -hmm. in our body. But again, we have a portal in our belly area. We call this the gut, listening to our gut. We have a portal here in the crown as well. If you want to get into interdimensional beings and things of that nature, this is all connected. Well, let's, yeah, let's come back to that. But let's speak a little bit more about this heart because I agree with you, my friend. I do think there's significance with the crown portal and and the solar plexus, the gut portal. But I do think there is a very distinct Mm -hmm. amplification. (laughs) <laughs> through the heart specifically. And I just want to go back to what you said about the angelic frequency. It's so nice having done this show now where I can, I'm going to put a episode for people listening in the show notes where I've had multiple chats now about validating exactly what Crystal's saying about angels, the amplification, if that's a word, the human Ification of angels, you know, it really takes us away. Like you're saying, it's they are a frequency. They are a frequency that resonates with that heart portal. A question that bubbles up, my friend, because this is why I really want to make a distinction between specifically the the head and the portals within that area, like the crown. Yes, we can access the crown portal. But unfortunately, most of us, in relation to the head, we aren't connected to the crown portal. 
we are connected to the ego structure. We are connected to, you know, if you want to get, you know, mental about it all, we're stuck in our, the neural pathways of, of limiting beliefs and thought forms. And so I'm wondering if you can speak to this, my friend, what is the, what is the distortion here? Why is this such a challenge? And how can we start to move through a lot of the, the mental chatter that takes us away from this heart portal? I, I feel like the challenge is intrinsic to the construct of this reality, meaning we as souls came to 3D earth plane reality, knowing that built right into the reality itself were obstacles to full self-realization. Mm. And as a soul, we said, cool. Okay, because I'm going to go in there and I'm going to figure out how to navigate so that I can return to my essence, embody in a human form my essence. And so I think intrinsic to this reality, we have things that keep us from experiencing ourselves as we truly are. I think in this reality, in our culture, we have just messages of limitation from the time that we are born, what we can achieve, who we are. And so we have belief systems and patterns that have been in place since we were children and before that. Okay, epigenetically, we have beliefs that we're not even conscious to. So there's all these, all these limitations that just come with being alive as a human being. And the challenge is to release these and to, and the only way to do it is to go within. Truly, the only way to do it is to go within, to understand yourself as you truly are. Nobody can tell you who you are. Nobody can give you that experience. Only you, through you, can you have this experience. Now with the crown, to me, when someone has a full kundalini awakening from the root to the crown, the final thing that happens is the crown blows out and we have this highway of light, chakras eight through 12 and beyond yep. that connects us cosmically, yep. <laughs> cosmically to the all that is. And we have access at that point to the kind of knowledge that would make your normal muggle person afraid, would you afraid. Would you classify this as the difference between the lower mind and the higher mind? Would you would you throw this in here, or is that something else? No, I mean, yes, I think that's one way to explain it. There are many, many minds. <laughs> They're all magnetic, and they there are minds within the dimensions. But I think that when you start to to get into the domain of um, star seeds, interdimensional information, spiritual technology, much of which is being dropped down into the earth plane right now and received by people who have this open crown chakra. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be a certain kind of ready for that. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's in your physical body. That's in your knowledge and information, but that it's an energetic thing you've got to be ready for. Not everybody is. That's yeah. what awakening is. Yeah. So many little tangents we could go off here, my friend. But mm -hmm. let's let's speak let's speak for a second about the starseed component that you just that you just planted here, because I think this is I've done a, again another few episodes on this, and I'll, I'll put them in the show notes on our celestial galactic, and I, and because we're so present here, it's I don't want to say history because it's it's not history because it's very much here in the now inside of us within that deeper layer of frequency that we're talking about. And 
why I think this is relevant to this chat in regards to our multidimensional nature is let's just let's use an example of and this is a very real one in my in my um dimensional nature is there is still trauma from my starseed let's just say past and my starseed interactions during events in the orion wars etc and why this is relevant to me in the now and all of the listeners is as we start to deepen that journey into self and thus connect to these different dimensions of ourself we open up access to those trauma points and and i'll give the example and this is what i want to get your perspective on just like a a limiting traumatic event in my childhood impacts my ability to share my light in the world just like a you, you mentioned epigenetics and down the ancestral line just like a just like my dad who might have been in a war and the limiting beliefs and trauma around that are inside of me and they impact my light these same starseed events that have had traumatic instances that are still open will impact how i start to spread my light so one what are your perspectives on this my friend and two how can we as this multi multidimensional being really start to move through these components move through these aspects of self that i want to say awaken to be seen when we go deeper into ourselves yes i understand what you're talking about and i i absolutely believe that as you <laughs> when we say awaken we're talking about shift the frequency yeah, when you yeah. shift the frequency yeah. you be you become op optimized to different grids of consciousness which contain information and light beings and all of the rest and when you become awakened to these you will become conscious to trauma that you have experienced in this life and in others and in other celestial experiences i believe this i believe as a soul you are not traumatized the soul is not traumatized it's the lives that have been lived that received the trauma but from a soul level which is the meta level all of this is useful and so when we become conscious to the trauma it's always energetic information that we can utilize in the now moment it's not so that we can then oh, say oh gosh i was such a victim and now i'm going to stay in victimhood to become conscious to the trauma and especially starseed trauma means that that you now have additional energetic information that you can use in the now moment and you can use it for your present reality and for them there is no time outside of this dimension you see and so just as we become conscious to the trauma of our ancestors and can do work right now to free them from 300 years ago i believe yeah. we can do this through the line we can also do this to our galactic brothers and sisters once we become conscious to it the trick is that trauma is sticky energetically and you can get stuck in trauma and you can never leave trauma but the enlightened person recognizes the trauma and is inspired to heal it it's only becoming you're only becoming conscious to it because the healing is also available in that moment and mm. once you heal yourself in this way all that you are connected to receives this as a, ver a reverberating healing throughout the complex of all that we are yeah. this is what i believe yeah i think it's spot on my friend that resonates so deeply and i just want to 
I'm really enjoying this conversation, my friend. I Me can't, too. I, Me too. I can't imagine having this chat with many people. So I'm really grateful for you. I, so what I, again, I want to pull out a piece. What you said, like healing, we do the healing for them. Mm-hmm. And this was just, this was such a, a, a shift for me. This was a domino, domino falling over moment. I think I shared with you in our past chat and I've shared many times on the show and I'll say it once again, I, in my, in my current journey, I'm in a sacred mystery school where I'm learning about all of these things and getting downloads and really going deeper into myself. And part of my mystery school has been learning to open up to not just more of my multidimensional self, but specifically my higher self, one of my higher selves that I that is a part of my multidimensional nature that I have a contract with. But the piece here that I want to share with you is, again, going back to this was my old programming, the linear nature, I saw the higher self as higher than me, right? As above me and thus equated value meaning I saw the higher self as, okay, this, he has all the answers. And just to connect the star seed, he's, he's of, of um, Syrian uh, origin. I saw him as I must only be asking him questions. There is nothing that I can do for him. There's nothing that surely, because he is the higher self, right? And for people listening, I'm using my fingers here. He is the higher self. So again, I saw, and I'm just reflecting on this in this moment now, there was a God complex there. There was a religious God complex of, I must be at the knees of the higher self because I could possibly, there could be possibly not that I have, I can't have any lessons for him, but just landing here, that was the shift that really opened up more gateways was that, yes, of course, the higher self has lessons, has mastery of things that he can share with me. But as you beautifully highlighted, I have things I can share with him too. I can heal parts of his Syrian trauma, his things that he is yet to move through. And it's through that mutual relationship that we actually step forward together. So more of a share there, my friend, but I'm wondering what thoughts you have. I think that's exactly right. Um, I think when I'm talking about vantage points, it's, it's, uh, perspectives. Your higher self has a unique perspective, but your higher self is you. <laughs> That's still yeah. you. Your higher self sought to put itself into this body and have this experience. And so through your life, are you teaching the higher self and healing the higher self? And But I would also say with regard to the Syrian aspect of it that you, that's coming online, that you are becoming conscious to, I feel like things are offered for you like these are echoes of trauma that happened in the quote unquote past that somehow relate to something happening now on the planet or in your life so gives you information on how you can shift it in the now moment so it's all useful just like nature never wastes a thing you know never takes more than it needs so too in our spiritual life in this multi-dimensional life nothing is wasted it's being offered for a reason mm. right yeah, yeah, it's being offered for a reason. I love that though. And I had to come to that realization with the angels because a lot of the work that I do is with archangelic energy and angelic energy. And I used to have this reverence, you know, oh gosh, I'm in the presence of angels. And it took the angels telling me, no, we are here to serve you. 
What do you need us to do? This is a co-creative, collaborative process. We're no better than you. In fact, we're just dimensionally different. And if you want to get really crazy, in the dimension where the archangelic pantheon exists, there I am too. There I am too. I exist in all of these spaces. This is my belief about it. And so, yes, I love that realization. I love yeah. that. So good. Oh, I love it. All right. Let's thank you for sharing that angelic piece too, because that is another feeling I've always had. I do think they are a different frequency, but you know, with this multidimensional nature, there is a part of us in that too. And I've, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But well, let's, let me just, yeah. if, can I say one thing? Please, please. The way that I see the physical body, I see your body, I'm looking at you right now, but it's almost as if this is a body within many uh, nested Russian dolls. And then there's the, these other expanded bodies. And if you could just imagine that each Russian doll is within a different dimension, and there is a Russian doll you that exists in the angelic or the archangelic dimension. And who's to say you're not an archangel? I mean, who's to say you don't have the very essence of the archangel, which is showing up in the life right now, because through the body, this human body, right, we have access to all of it. Yeah, It exists inside of us right yeah. now. That's, that's the understanding that I have, my friend, like going back to the, what I described before is we have a Christ consciousness body. We also have an angelic body. That's exactly what yes. you're saying. And I think the Russian doll analogy is the beautiful, the best image to describe it because yeah, it's another, you know, think of it. Another one, just another image is the radio. It's another band that we mm -hmm. expand into, right? Let's, Let's ground here a little bit, my friend, because sure, it's where sure. <laughs> we're flying off into the <laughs> we are. celestial stars and it's beautiful. And this is what this show is about. However, I do want to get practical here now for people that are still with us, right? And they 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 are either they've either connected logically to this because they've they've experienced this or their mind has just disappeared and but they're feeling it, it's resonating. What Let's talk about some tools and some practices that me now here in this 3D form, I get all of this, but how can I, how can I really start to embody and open up to more of this, this multidimensional nature? And with, I go, go back to what we said before, one of those tools and tips I use every day is that dream transition that you spoke about. What are some other practices and tools, my friend, that you use or you help people with that can open us up to this greater reality? Well, there are the core practices, which get spoken about so often that people become tired of hearing it, but these are the ones that work. And of course, we're talking about meditation, this idea of be still and know that I am God. Really be still and know that you are God. <laughs> be still, go inside use this innate apparatus that we're speaking about and see where it takes you have the experiences and also prayer which is like a meditation but verbalized well it not even doesn't have to be outwardly verbalized but a conversation that you are intentionally having with the divine so as to know it more deeply in your experience so as to learn from it and it to learn from you you if you want to be close with someone in a relationship you talk to them you spend time with them through prayer and meditation can we do this and it's just such a profound way to connect also though is to train yourself to become sensitive to energy and 
to notice qualities of energy. You can go outside, stand in nature, and feel the total expansive energy of that versus sitting on your couch and watching reality TV. Those energies are so different. So to become sensitive to the quality of this energy and then to willfully and intentionally put yourself into high vibrational energy. What is high vibrational energy? Well, this is the energy that makes you feel good. It always feels good when you're high vibe. This is the energy that makes you feel joy, contentment, that peace that surpasses all understanding, happy. And we all have things in our life that can make us happy. My Great Dane makes me so happy. I roll around on the floor with my Great Dane and I feel real joy and heart activation from this. Gardening, putting my hands into the earth, saying thank you, harvesting, cooking. These don't necessarily seem high vibrational because they're so mundane, but they are. This is my life's practice, is to be also present with everything that is happening to the best of your ability. And we can't understate the power of gratitude. It is so easy to get lost in this world that is constantly projecting chaos, chaos, and telling you who, who you are. It is easy to lose faith in people, in yourself, in your future. It is easy to become cynical. But what if we try to be grateful for the things that we have. There are so many things right now. Yeah, I would love to change, but I can look around and see so many things that I'm so thankful for. Oh, I'm so thankful for my great Dane, for my husband, mm. that I have a house. I'm warm, that I have food tonight. These are simple things, but I can, in a feeling way, feel so thankful for that. And that is magnetic. Mm. When you embody the frequency of this, you attract more of it. Yeah. And the higher and higher and higher you go. So I would say vibration modification, doing things that change your vibration and also gratitude. And of course, your core disciplines. These yeah. are essential. Beautiful, my friend. I think there's nothing stopping any of us from doing those practices. And I think you're so right. We, we almost become numb to them and think that they just, because we hear them all the time. And we think, oh. They can't be that powerful, but they really, it's not, it's not the practices themselves. It's the consciousness you bring to them and your consciousness is always shifting, right? It's always changing, always, as we've been explaining today, always expanding into new mm -hmm. states. I want, I'm happy that you spoke about the sensitivity element and let's get your thoughts on this. This is one of the components that for people listening will know this. I'm so passionate about that sensitivity, sort of just diving into it. And one of the reasons is because there's, there's, there's such a pervasive collective limiting belief that sensitivity equates weakness, especially in, if you're, if you're in a male physical body, right? That definitely exists in females too, but I'll, I'll just speak from my male experience as a male, as a man, physical man growing up, this belief that men can't lean into their emotions or sensitivities because it's not manly, you know, it's it's common. It's common in many different groups and, and communities. And I think the biggest shift here is seeing it in the way that you saw it or explained it just now is sensitivity doesn't mean one doesn't mean weakness, two doesn't mean overwhelm, but 
means refinement in many ways, right? It means that you can you can tune in at like we've been talking about within our bands of consciousness to what you need in this moment. What are your thoughts on this, my friend? I love that. I think that's beautiful. And I think that you can see it happening in the world right now. People questioning the boxes that they've been placed in and the emotions that they've been told that they should run and how they should present. I mean, this is all on a worldwide stage being questioned and challenged. And it's beautiful. I think it's so beautiful. It's, it is the divine masculine, which is a sensitive masculine, yeah. a feeling masculine. And it is a divine feminine emerging in a different way. Well, actually in an ancient way, but a new yeah. way for us in our global consciousness at this time. Um, you know, Neville Goddard, who I, I, I really love, is a thought leader. He wrote a book called Feeling is the Secret. He talked about mood. He talked about divine mood. And what I think he was talking about here was the difference in the quality of emotionality. There is a whole and good way to be emotional on the spectrum, like every, like anger, uh, there's fear that we can feel that is actually information, there's joy. But Goddard also talked about never indulging a lower mood. That which is antithetical to the divine mood, which is the God mood. This is the creative mood. But when we as humans kind of get stuck, as we were talking about, in a lower mood, we tend to stay there. We indulge it. We speak from that place. So just kind of becoming conscious of how you're feeling and allowing this, allowing it to pass, right? You are the sky. You are not the clouds. The clouds are passing over the sky. Knowing yourself in this way, honoring your emotions and your sensitivities as part of the construct of who you are. This yeah. is your navigation system. Yeah. This is how you know who you are and where you are through your emotions. And so I love seeing that men are stepping into this new paradigm, we need men to do this and we need women to do this as well. And this beautiful blending of the energy in all of us, yeah. right? Before as, as a woman, I would, I would always call myself, I'm such a dude because my proclivities are, they tend to be more masculine. And I thought, oh, I need to hide that behind makeup and skirts and things like that. But this new time where we're allowed to just occupy the energies and move with them, I think is beautiful. Yes, it's, I think it's beautiful. It's a divine dance. I see yes. it as a, it's a, it's a dance between these, this two, this, these two energies, the divine masculine, divine feminine, both as, as an individual. So within yourself, right. As you're saying, like the, what comes up and what is needed in the moment, but also we can take that dance as in relationship with people. Right? That's often why I call when I have these chats with beautiful people like you, there is a dance going on, right? There's a, Oh, I need to be in my masculine right now. You need to be in your feminine. Now you're shifting back, right? It's, and that is really, I think, where the magic happens. That is where we we start to walk that line. And I, we, if we think about what God is, God is the truest state of God is the unmanifested. It is the place beyond those mm. two, those two energies, right? It is is where those two energies come out from. So if we are walking the line between between those two states. Again, that is another pathway back into that deepest frequency because it's a it's it's allowing the unmanifested to be seen through the dance in many ways, right? Oh my gosh. I need to write all of that down and read that every day. <laughs> yeah, that I'm is so to, beautiful. Uh, no, but yes. Yeah. 
Yes, that is so beautiful. It is the expression of God through us. And the more we allow for it, the more we connect to God through it. Yeah. Crystal, I have two more questions for you. But before yes. we get to them, I do want to, this is calling to me. I just want to get your reflections on this. One more practice that you didn't mention, and I want to make sure we get in there for people listening. And we've talked about it, but I want to make it a, a just a, a tool that people can use every day. And it's, so I just explained this from my morning practice in my morning meditation, where I'm, where most of these tools are implemented. I do a, a chakra cleanse or a chakra attunement. And I will mindfully, mindfully bring my attention to each energy center. And I'll do a couple things, but just to make it simple for people listening, it's starting off with this, right? It's tuning and like you uh, described earlier, there are more than the main seven, but I think starting with the main seven can be easy for a lot of people. And it's simply just bringing your, your awareness to each of them and feeling them in the body and seeing what is needed, right? Is there something that needs to be released, right? Is there a cord that needs to be cut? Is there an expansion needed? What are your, what are your thoughts on this practice for this connecting into this multidimensional nature? I think this is beautiful and and I think it's wonderful as a practice. Um, I think you can also touch in these areas, just as we talked about the prayer mudra and touching, you can touch them to bring your consciousness to these. And with if your intention is to bring these things into balance, to activate these things, and you go into the practice with that intention, then that is what will happen. I think this is energetic hygiene. I think it is very, it is very wise to do. Just clean it up every morning, clean it up in the evening, because I mean, during your day, you're absorbing, we're absorbing, we're energetic beings, clear it up, get it out, whatever doesn't serve you, I think makes sense, very much so. And you know, I would say to you, if I may, please, crazy crazy crystal, um, each chakra is a portal to specific grids of consciousness, constellations, civilizations of being each chakra. And so as you work with them, open them, strengthen them, you are more likely to have these multidimensional experiences that we have been talking about through working with your chakras. Some people just associate this with the body, with health, with wellness, and it's that, but it is so much more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I, they're portals, right? All of them are portals. And thank you for that reminder because yes. it's true. Because, and I, I, again, I always want to be, be, I fall into this trap to, I want to be mindful of the hierarchy, right? And I always, I, I see myself giving all my love and attention to the heart, but then often, you know, I'll say, oh, let's not worry about the sacral. Oh, let's not worry about the right. third eye today, but you're right, right? They are, they have that own, mm-hmm. their own unique significance and highway to understanding. So yeah, it's a big one. So yes, Crystal, I want to go back to something you said before, and this is maybe where I want to finish this chat today. And it's with all this conversation around being this multidimensional being, why is it so important right now? Right. We, uh, if anyone has been paying attention, we're going through quite a shift collectively in consciousness in many, in more ways than one. And I'll leave it there because I could add more to it, but I'm wondering what your, your view is. Why is this conversation? Why is this awakening to this 
being that we are so important at this point in our evolution? Because it is the difference between creating reactively and creating intentionally. And so when we don't know who we are and we don't associate ourselves with our divinity, we buy into the maya and the illusion of this reality and we create based on what is projected to us as opposed to creating from intentionality within us. And so my work used to focus a lot on the intuitive arts and evidences, but it has become more about self-concept. Know who you are. Jesus said it when he said, you are all gods. And if you knew yourself to be the God that you are, how would you create your life to be? How would you create this world to be? And only when we come into this experience in our lives from an empowered position, I am that I am, mm -hmm. we start to create what we came here to create as souls. I feel like we all incarnated right now for a reason mm. because the shift is upon us in consciousness. And we've got a lot of things going on in the world, as you alluded to, that we need to be here for. Mm. But it starts with knowing who it is that you are as this multidimensional, spiritual, connected person. And this being that is loved. Not only are you loved by your infinity of selves, right? You are loved by the God that created you. Intelligently did your God create you. Lovingly did your God dream you into being. And here you are, you're loved and you're also powerful. Yeah, That's why we have to have these types of conversations. So people know themselves in this way. Yeah. So beautiful, my friend. What a lovely way to wrap up this chat. And I'll just say that I'm happy. I, I'm, I'm in your mind or specifically I'm in your heart today, my friend, because I was hoping that yeah. you would add on at the end of that beautiful expression, the power piece, because yes. it's, I think this is another collective limiting belief that this love that we've been referring to today, that we've equating, that we've been equating to God in our presence is that it's the love is just the softness is just the feminine is just the, mm. the feeling and the being and it is all of that. And it is also the masculine power. It is the masculine shifting and changing and alchemizing into the new. So it's, I think we, we need to move through that. We need to move beyond the old paradigm of just one thing. It's the all, right? As, as you beautifully highlighted. Crystal, I've really enjoyed your energy today and I've really enjoyed your pow powerful soul. <laughs> I just love you. I just adore you. <laughs> I do. I just, you're, you, and what you're doing, I've been listening to your podcast, what you are doing and what you are offering. I mean, this is what we need right now, most of all, to, for us to come together and agree. This is so powerful. You know, Jesus talked about if you and I agree on one thing on this earth, good, bad, or indifferent, our Father in heaven is compelled to do it. And mm. so imagine your community of listeners just agreeing on this new world that we are creating and agreeing on the love that we are feeling. Oh, we amplify yeah. it. Yeah. So thank you for doing the work that you do. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast, truly. Uh, it's a pleasure, Crystal. I don't think it was ever a question. This was very fated, this discussion. Yes. <laughs> if, if, if the soul's coming back to the 3D, if if all the beautiful, speaking of the tribe that you're just referring to, if any of the listeners have been magnetized to you as I have today and they want to reach out, they want to learn more, they want to work with you, what what where do you want to direct them? Do you have a website? I know you said you work with people. What does that look like? 
I do. I have a website. It's just my name, crystallancompton.com. Don't forget the E and Anne. I also have a YouTube um, with, I think, almost 900 videos on things of the spirit, and it's all free. You can go and check it out. And yeah, I'm just, just look up my name and you'll find me. And as always, wonderful tribe. If you click the details of the show in your player that you're on, you'll see the link and you can go directly to Crystal's website. My friend, I feel like this question is a little bit redundant at this point, but I do want to ask it anyway, just to be succinct and to maybe land and put a, lo- a loving full stop to this chat today. This is the Cosmic Love Antenna. And I, as I alluded to at the start with similar to your journey, I grew up in a religious environment and I became very disillusioned with seeing that learning that my higher power was a man on a cloud judging me. So I became atheist, stepped back, but then was able to come back into my divinity by equating love as that higher power. And that really resonated and expanded. So a question for you, my friend is in your reality, how do you define that love word? (laughs) I, I believe God is love. I believe the dominant vibrational and organizing frequency of our known universe is the exact frequency of love. This is how we are all organized. We all recognize this in one another. Jesus said, you will know them by their fruit. He's talking about love. Love is the vibration. Love is that energy that creates the path back and to God, but God exists inside of us. We have it all within us. So love is the universal frequency. That's Mm. what it is. Mm. I just want to say, Crystal, that one, that was beautiful. But two, I just, before we finish, I'm really thankful that you keep quoting scripture. And Mm. that's been a recent shift for me. I've been falling Mm. in love again with these beautiful scripture verses because they haven't changed, but my consciousness has shifted. And now yes. I can, I can really see the the deeper mystical foundation of these teachings like you've been highlighting today. And again, going back to full circle, back to Jesus and the man that he was, you know, what, what he was sharing through them, his downloads that he was sharing through them that again, no time that now meets us and we can now, share around it. Crystal, love you very much. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for your loving intention and awareness, beautiful souls out there in the listening world. We hope this has brought you value and joy. If it has, please share this out with a lover, a friend, a family member, always open to your feedback and comments and reviews on Apple and Spotify. But regardless, we send you love, we send you light, and we'll see you next time here on the show. Bye everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify star feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R sending you so much love.
Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.